0: Motherfucker, Derek Boland, how are you? (laughs) I'm great. Welcome to the 100th episode of our retractory, the podcast. We have been putting on...
1: I just got you a. You did.
0: Up until this point, we've been hosting this podcast in my apartment. Uh, Next week, we will be coming to you live from the mean streets of Vancouver or Dale's apartment where he still lives because we don't
1: record there. We could record it there because my neighbors, I hate them. So if we made a whole lot of noise, it'd be great.
0: We could record there, but your girlfriend would leave you in like a day.
1: Yeah, because somehow... I managed to completely dodge a bullet because she doesn't listen to this podcast. Yes. Because her reasoning was I would just want to argue about the points brought up, and I don't think that would be healthy, so I'm just not gonna listen. And there's probably the main reason why she's still dating me, because she doesn't hear my asinine opinions on this podcast.
0: I'm lucky because Kate listened to like I think the first like five or six episodes when we first started talking to like Communicate that she gave a shit about the things oh, I did, yeah, yeah. and now we're already past that, where we're like, we don't have to pretend to care about each other's interests okay. anymore. So, so she doesn't, she doesn't listen either. So now so I you can be can
1: tell, so you can actually be Derek again and not be some like neutered version of yourself. I mean, I feel more uh, neutered is not the term
0: I would use. Just more, you know. Uh, woke and gentle and, Wait, uh, you're going to be more, modern...
1: more woke now or more gentle Oh, no, less now.
0: less woke. Less woke, okay. less gentle. Yeah. But this is who I become. Not what? neutered. My dick and balls are still mostly intact. Yeah. But I am a, uh, you know, self-aware modern man who is in touch with his emotions.
1: I think if we de social media in general, it'll be great because it would kind of lessen the lash back and then maybe we won't have another Trump.
0: I even, so I think back to when we started recording this podcast 100 Way episodes ago, in 100 episodes ago,
1: February, 2017. And like even back then
0: we were, you and I were both like, I would have considered us pretty progressive people. Yeah and like fairly woke for the time. Yeah. And then since then, yeah, we're just like we're not we're not we can't keep pace with wokeness oh, anymore.
1: Our opinions like- have completely been eclipsed by the air quotes progressive left. See, I was thinking about this at work the other day and <clears throat> Like 2017, we're like, oh, whatever. We got to stop being so bipartisan with politics. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Whatever. Like we just got Trump, so maybe people will smarten up. And it just kind of got worse and the fire burned hotter. But what I was thinking of at work was the scariest thing about today is when I read Animal Farm and like those who haven't read Animal Farm do it, it's terrifying. For me, it was always about the right wing and the conservatives taking away our our rights, telling us what we're allowed to say, and then using violence to help them keep our rights away. But now it just feels like that's the left. Like the pigs in Animal Farm feel like the left that want to take away like free speech and your rights. And then like there's like Antifa who's like beating up whoever they want. Well, not whoever they want, just people who are. Right wing. What are you... What? What? Why are you looking at me like that? It's not
0: air quotes. It's not like Antifa is like raiding the Republican arm of like... Or the younger Republican. They're going after like Proud Boys and people who are like... What
1: about that Asian reporter guy that yeah, just stomped?
0: Yeah. That guy is a fucking dickhead no, rabble rouser. Not. Oh, he 100% it is.
1: Doesn't, it doesn't mean it's okay for them to beat yeah, him up. Yeah, so, he's a life... Little guy and he writes stuff with words. You're not allowed to just go beat someone up who writes stuff that you don't like. If you're a
0: person who builds a career on antagonizing people, you should not be surprised when the people you antagonize kick the shit out of you.
1: Actually, you should (laughs) because that's against the law and – we live in North America, so we don't have to get beat up for our beliefs that we hold. But I thought that was part of the whole this thing. This isn't a
0: belief. This guy isn't just like, oh, you know, I believe that these left. The guy goes out of his way to antagonize and be a shit disturber.
1: I think he just goes out of his way to show how an- anti no, no, there there is a bad organization. I'll, I'll clue
0: you into this guy afterwards because this guy has a long and rich history of like He's you talk shit, get hit, and this guy has a long and rich history no, of being. No, you don't
1: talk shit, get hit. You talk shit, and then people use intelligence and counterwords to, dis, to disavow your shitty opinion. You don't just beat someone up because they say something you don't like, because that way, whatever opinion you had is completely disqualified, because everybody's like, Well, you just resorted to violence. So you don't really have anything that you can counteract this guy's opinion with.
0: See, this is a totally dumb argument that people on the right keep falling back on. That by the well, resorting to... When I was 16 years old, yeah. uh, one day there was this girl I had a crush on in high school. Yeah. I was talking to her on the phone. Yeah, uh, I made a comment about how her... Redneck stepbrother, who I hated, who was much larger than me, Uh, I made some crack about how I was surprised he hadn't tried hooking up with her yet, because he was some inbred hillbilly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And instead of trying to win the argument with his words... Next time I went to their house to pick her up, mm-hmm. he came out of the house and punched me in the face a couple times.
1: So, by your logic, he's completely justified in doing that.
0: I said it at the time; he was completely justified no, in doing. He wasn't. That. He was, and I will say now, he was absolutely justified in doing that. I said something stupid with the intent of pissing him off. Yeah. And when he got pissed off, pissed off enough to resort to violence to teach me not to say dumb shit that pisses people off. It was fully justified. Yeah. 100%. But
1: by those, by that validation, we're probably going to get our asses kicked because I'm pretty sure we piss some people off with our opinions.
0: No, but even now, like, we don't go out of our way to antagonize people, strangely, because it's, that's not very on brand for you <laughs> and I. But we don't go out of our way to antagonize people with this podcast. This is, and that's the difference. And that's what I think you're kind of doubling down on here is you don't understand that Andy. Uh, uh, N- N- Nigo. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Engel. But uh, he is not a person who just expresses opinions. He is a person who goes out of his way and shows up at these rallies with the explicit purpose of pissing people off as much as possible. So when they turn to violence and beat the shit out of him, he 100% deserved
1: it. Uh, no. I guess we just have to agree to disagree because on one hand he shouldn't be doing what he's doing. And on the other hand, he definitely should not get beat up because as soon as you say, if you, if you troll a certain organization and they don't like what you say, you get to be beat up because I don't know if you've seen the right in the U S lately, but they're all fucking armed to the teeth and they're all raging testosterone freaks. And if there's some sort of civil war started, Based on ideology, the left's not going to win. And that's the main problem with this.
0: I mean, the main problem with it is that if there is a civil war in the United States between political ideologies, no side's going to win.
1: Oh, the right will win for sure. So the right will win. Yeah.
0: The battle. Yeah. The war, which is how is America as a nation? Everyone loses. If you have two sides... Pitted against each other in physical violence in a democratic nation that requires on the strength of its citizens working together to be a fucking country. Yeah. Nobody wins that. America will be weaker as a country. It doesn't matter if the fucking right stomps out the left entirely. They're not going to be a stronger country because of that.
1: Yeah. So they should stop attacking each other.
0: Yes. But the problem (laughs) is that politics has now become this. uh, It's no longer about finding uh salute so here. I'll, I'll link you some articles here about this guy to read after the, um,
1: yeah, but he's so small. Oh, How he got fired. He? Nice. Why'd he get fired? What? Why'd he get fired?
0: Uh, I don't know. I'll go up a bit. Probably for being, uh, a, a yeah, but he got like brain shipper. damage and shit. Yeah. You know, I have zero, like literally zero sympathy. I'm not like, I'm a pacifist at the best of times. Like, yeah. I'm not like people should be getting the shit kicked out of them uh, just for having, you know, beliefs or believing certain things. Yeah. Um, this guy 100% deserved to get the shit kicked out of him.
1: 100%. I, I still don't buy it because, especially if you're saying if someone pisses you off with their ideologies, you got to beat them. It just turns into the person with the biggest stick is right. Yeah, but it's not –
0: If someone pisses me off with their ideologies, like whatever, that shit happens every day. If someone pisses me off with their ideologies and goes out of their way to get up in my fucking face and tries to egg me into kicking the shit out of them, then yeah, they probably deserve that. And that's the difference. It's not just attacking someone for their ideologies. It's attacking someone for their ideologies and baiting them into attacking you and then – you know, expecting an outpouring of sympathy when people actually react because you've built an entire career on trying to get people to react.
1: I'm not saying I feel sorry for the guy. I'm just saying you can't attack people because every time somebody's tried that in the past, it just didn't work.
0: I mean because this guy got the shit him. If
1: you're trying to enforce your ideology by force and attacking whoever doesn't like you then you've just become nazis yeah but that's and that's so antifa would have become the nazis they're trying to fight well
0: that's the other thing here nobody attacked him because of his ideology
1: why they attack there were him?
0: lots of people at that rally who had the same ideology as this guy, who yeah. didn't get the ever-living shit beat out of them.
1: Yeah, but why'd they beat him up? Because be he's us.
0: a fucking shit disturber who goes out <laughs> of his way to bait people into attacking him. That is why. It's, this wasn't... And that's how the right has been framing this, is that this is, guy's a victim of this culture war where the left is walking around trying to, like, beat people into silence. And to be sure, I'm sure there's people on the left who are doing that, this guy was not a victim. This guy has made an entire career doing this. Yeah. And so when you bait people up to a certain point into kicking your ass, at some point you're going to get your ass
1: kicked. You still get charged with aggravated assault. Yeah, they will. If and, and they are aggravated. There
0: will 100% be charges, but e- even if the people who kicked his ass are charged with a crime or convicted of a crime, it does not mean that this was not... The intended or acceptable outcome of this guy being a shit disturber.
1: I don't know. I just I don't like this new left that's resorting to violence. It's not the new left. To me, that's just what the right always was that we hated. It's
0: what everyone's always been. Human beings have been human beings since the beginning of time. Yeah. We are very volatile, we're very emotional, yeah. we're quick to anger. Uh none of this behavior is new. It's but definitely you. Th- More visible than it ever was because of social media. But
1: but. the whole point of the left has always been they're the new answer who uses science and reasoning to tackle the problems that the society today is facing. Not we're looking at the past and just beating up who we don't like. Yeah, but none of that shit's worked. You, we, we could say that science and
0: reason is what the left should be using even though it's been totally fucking ineffective for the last 20 yeah. years and Trump got elected to the White House and now it's like <laughs> worse than it's ever been and you have literal Nazi marches in major cities in the U.S. I, I would say that to me suggests that maybe the expectation that the left fight back with reason and science and words – that shit goes out the window – Because that fucking, if we've, if they've been doing that for a couple decades and we've gotten to this point, Mm -hmm. maybe it's time to go go back to good old fashioned ass kicking.
1: Yeah, but jackbooted thugs, that's not really the answer. That's, you know,
0: it's, and that's all the like dividing line of ideology, right? If you're on the right, the people on the left are going to be jackbooted thugs. If you're on the left, the people on the right are going to be the jackbooted thugs. It's. If they're on your side... Yeah. You will justify... Have you ever seen that fucking comic? And it's got... uh, It's got, like, the two sides. And it's got the castle. And it's got the armies. And it's got the... And whatever. And there's a fucking bunch of, like, different headlines. And it's, like, on our side, it's, like, our liberating forces. And on their side, it's, like, their band of marauding savages or something. But it's... To the victor, the spoils. And, uh... A- anyway, that, that was like a tangent to end all tangents are <laughs> on factory. our 100th episode. Why but, would
1: 100 be any different?
0: But and maybe we just, you know, spend an entire hour talking about this and the political climate we're in now. Because uh, definitely since when we first started this podcast, yeah. uh, there was a, you know... I think we, when we initially conceived of this, we were like, oh, it's going to be, like, lighthearted, like, looking at the dumb shit that people get mad about online. Yeah. Um, and we did st- – our start predated the Trump presidency, or was it, like, right around the same time?
1: Didn't he take – did he take power January 2017? Because uh, he would have started right because – Basically, the entire run of our podcast has been... January 20th, We don't want to talk about Trump because it's exhausting hear about hearing about Trump, but here's stuff about Trump. Yeah. My main thing that I do not want to keep doing is talk about Trump post-2020 because I don't want him to win a second term. I know it's very likely that he's going to win and it's... I'd say it's probably like 75% chance he will unless the Democrats somehow get like a savior candidate. No, that's definitely going to be the best of all possible solutions. But I don't see that coming. So I don't want to see another Trump. I mean, it's funny because it's like throughout the run of our 100 episodes, it's always been like dumb shit people are getting mad at crazy situations that happened and then bipartisan politics. And the shitty thing is when we started, we were just talking about the States and then we started talking about how it's affected Canada. And then we had to like, and then you just keep seeing far right people getting elected in. Like there's the guy in Brazil, there's Ford, there's Britain's guy, And I'm sure there's more than that, but it just seems like it would be nice to just go back to talking about that lady who threw her shit in the top, Tim Hortons. And that was like the most disturbing thing that happened in however long. And he had to go fish him up. So what I think happened was she was so desperate to get into the bathroom so that she could reshoot up on heroin so that she wouldn't shit all over the floor. Which she did.
0: She could have also just wanted to use the bathroom to shit. Can you do me a favor really quick? What? Can you do an impression of a Scottish person about to shit all over the place because they're coming down off a of heroin?
1: Oh, hey, laddie. <laughs> I'm about to shit all over the place because I'm coming <laughs> down off heroin. <laughs> is, that, is that spot on or is that, that spot perfect. on? Perfect. That was. Hey. It was like I was in a room about hey. to be shattered.
0: Thanks for that nice segue into a trip down memory lane, Dale, (laughs) in our clip episode.
1: It was totally organic because (laughs) we decided we were going to, like, talk about past episodes and then insert clips from the old episodes, mostly kind of as an ego stroke for you and me to see how far along we've come. Because we were listening to old episodes, and as shitty as we think we are at this, we're so much better than we used to be. Oh,
0: infinitely bad. Like, you listen to those early episodes, and they're a little... A little cringeworthy, actually. I would not listen to that shit at all yeah. if it wasn't my podcast.
1: You mean it's cute in how unevolved the podcasting we were, so everybody should listen to it, right?
0: Y- yes. Go back yeah. and have a listen to those earlier episodes. So you yeah. can really appreciate how far Dale and I have come. Because <laughs> we were definitely not this good at talking about shit we know yeah. nothing about.
1: It's funny because I've always just assumed we kind of like, we're just fucking coasting on our chemistry because we've been friends for 21 years. So We did not have chemistry two years ago. <laughs> we were going to, yeah. And then you listen back and you're like, oh, maybe we are been coasting on chemistry, but somehow we're getting better at this? Yeah. That could, could be it. I mean, we should be. We've got 100 hours into this. Like, well, 100 and a bit, I guess. Because even though we wanted to stop before an hour on every episode, we haven't been doing that. Yeah. So, w- why are you staring at me?
0: No, I just thought you were going to, like, lean into the next. I don't even know what we're doing with this Le- episode, to be honest. Lean in for a you... kiss?
1: Well, I, <laughs> thought, I thought we were just going to. for a kiss. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I was talking about our chemistry, and it got a little romantic comedy up in here. And then it's just like we have so much chemistry. I,
0: I suddenly came to the realization that Dale is the person I'm meant to be with. Are we soulmates? For the rest of your life. <laughs>
1: Fuck. <laughs> how, fucking, how fucking terrible would that be if I was your soulmate?
0: Like, so, uh, Kate wise me up to this thing. So, there's soulmates, which is like your romantic... Like, romantic
1: person, soul mirror. So, like, wait, the way wait. I heard it was called was you have a spirit bird and you are only one wing and you need to find your soulmate who is the other wing. Is
0: This, this sounds like Andrea's words.
1: No, this was <laughs> in an RPG I played uh, okay. because there's a lot of, like, old RPGs that you play for video games that just kind of get crazy with this stuff. So it's like you can only fly if you're together type of deal.
0: Uh, So here we go. The difference between soulmates and twin flames. You ready for this?
1: Twin flames?
0: Soulmates. You and I are twin flames, bro.
1: Twin flames. Yes. You're going to come at me with words like that and pretend like I'm not. You're going to flip out. Twin flames.
0: Flip out with horniness? Or? Well, yeah.
1: Why twin flames? <laughs> Why is your dick bursting? <laughs> your
0: hands? Wait, wait, wait. All right. So this is a real thing. Okay. Soulmates, different souls that we encounter on our path that are cut from the same energetic cloth as us and are sent to help awaken and challenge us so we can become the best versions of ourselves. No offense, not you.
1: (laughs) you have never pushed me the
0: best version of myself. I
1: feel like... Me challenge you to be the best version of yourself is a lot of work, and I don't want to. I don't want to fucking take on that task because it sounds like heavy lifting. It really? Is. No, it's like vice versa. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, You're yeah. like, oh, I
0: want to take the fucking mud monster from Batman and like turn it into a human being. And yeah. And like, yeah, having to like clean all that shit <laughs> off you is not something. So, twin flames yeah. is. Uh, when our own energetic cloth, air quotes, grows so big with love that our energy splits into two, this other half becomes our twin flame. This often occurs over many, many lifetimes. So,
1: what well, you're telling me. We're like. All I want to know is who had the energetic cloth that ripped and made the other person? That's true, actually. Is it my that's a good soul? question. Like, God's so big and powerful, and it ripped off a piece, and you became that smaller, less significant piece of my soul, and now we're the same size? Or was it vice versa, where you had this big, loud soul, and then, like, you talked too loud and it ripped in half, and then I might, like, wait, energy? So, does that mean, like, is the flame our souls? Like, does that mean our souls? So, like, if say this is true, say we're twin flames. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty sold, but I'm not 100% sold. So our souls yes, at one point ripped in half.
0: Yes, ripped in two.
1: Does that mean that if in episode 69, we actually 69 each other, <laughs> would, uh, It would, would, would have united our souls. Energy fucking <laughs> vortex unite our souls and cause like a space-time... Continuum paradox and collapse the universe in on itself. It
0: would have been like Voltron, but with yeah. more dicks in mouths. <laughs> we would have just like combined to form a robot. Okay, listen. If you don't believe me, listen to this shit. When twin flames come together, it is often to achieve something on an energetic level to help expand the consciousness of the
1: planet. Outrage factor. There you go. You this know what is we it. Call it. We should call it... Flame Factory? Twin Flame Factory. (laughs) Because remember we... Every once in a while, we had like Mindfulness Factory.
0: Yeah, I remember that thing that we considered doing for 10 seconds on a previous episode. It was like
1: a tangent that was telling people how to be better. (laughs) Right. I feel like maybe we should not argue over if this Asian journalist... Which he did. Can I say Asian? Mm, You just say journalist. This N'Gao fellow... If he deserved it or not, we should be forcibly expanding people's minds. Is that a, that makes it sound a little rapey? Yeah, that
0: definitely sounds rapey. Can you get? We're
1: not going to forcibly. Let me ask you a very serious twin flame question. Can you? Don't get me too'd for forcibly opening don't. someone's mind. Don't just don't do it. <laughs> what?
0: Just don't do it.
1: What if what I say? on this podcast is so fucking smart that people's brains just expand and the planet becomes a better place.
0: I mean, I would say that nothing we say on this podcast is willingly received by anyone. Even if they're listening to this podcast, I don't think we say things that people are happy or eager to hear.
1: That's a good point. I mean, maybe it's just like a horror movie where it's like, you just fucking let yourself get terrified and engulfed and then, See where you go. Uh,
0: Speaking of expanding consciousness, here's another favorite clip from our previous hundred episodes.
1: Those are called waifu pillows.
0: I just uh, I Googled it and there's an an article here and it's like best anime waifu body pillows. How to get them and clean them. And the clean them part all throughout this article strongly suggests that people are fucking these pillows. Uh, Noah, cover yours for a second.
1: That people are fucking these too, I like how you say they're fucking these pills. Oh wait, Noah. Cover your ears uh, and then you say the same thing again. Well, like
0: like six ways to keep your anime body pillow looking fresh. Number one, wash yourself regularly.
1: It's
0: like, <laughs> <laughs> like if you're too dirty and you're making love to the pillow, that's gonna that's Ooh, gonna cost some unnecessary wear and tear.
1: I love so after that break, while while you were like searching all that shit on that break, I was like, "Twin Flames" sounds like it would have like the most bitchin' techno music, like some Solar Baby shit. Like, do you remember that movie? Fucking dope movie from the eighties. Which? Solar Babies. Yeah, where they like, it's like a dystopian future and they like rollerblade. I can't remember the exact plot, but no, you know what? Twin Flames gets me whenever I search it for music. Fucking dumb folk shit. No, well, it was like
0: 90s, like the most... It was like the precursors to Nickelback. It was yeah, like... Uh, yeah,
1: Hoobastank, yeah. The Fray,
0: yeah, the, the Calling, the Calling. Uh,
1: Three Days Grace. Yeah. Actually, Nickelback was around during all them. They just weren't popular yet. Yeah. Uh, Do you know they've been around since like 94? I did not. Did, did you know that Nickelback had an album out the same year that Nirvana had an album out? For real? Yeah. Damn! Doesn't that just like fucking melt your melon? <laughs> I think, I think Nickelback's first album came out the same year as In ru- Utero. In Utero. In, yeah. in u- Utero? Yeah. In Utero. Yeah. In is it Utero or Utero? Have I been pronounced? Fuck! Is
0: that another word I've been mispronouncing? I feel like time?
1: I think it's been Utero. I feel like it's Utero. It must be. Are you looking it up? It can't be in utero. Wait. It's coming. You ready? Yeah. In utero. It oh, we were right.
0: right. Okay. Okay. Ooh, touchable there. Oh goodness. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Could you imagine if on our hundredth episode <laughs> we realized we've been mispronouncing that nirvana album, which we referenced so frequently. Uh, what was
1: the last one you had? Supremacist? Uh, what?
0: No. Uh, fuck. What was it? A supremacist? No. I know how to pronounce supremacist. It was something like that. Extremist. I, yeah. You exactly. called it extremist. <laughs> Extra, extremist, I think. See? Now. Whatever. That's man. me. <clears throat> Expanding my consciousness.
1: Helping you become a better person. So are we soulmates now? By knowing words. Well,
0: I, I still feel like we've joined on this cosmic mission to yeah. uh, educate
1: I feel like we are making people's lives better. Wouldn't it be
0: wild if in a fucking hundred more episodes, we look back on this episode and we're like, that was when we kicked off our mission to, like, make people be, like, generally kinder and nicer and, like, reach across the aisle to people who are politically different <laughs> from you? Could you, you
1: imagine <laughs> Kindness <people> They <laughs> attributed themselves being kinder and nicer and more, like, mentally evolved? You and me.
0: It was like, so Bill and Ted's Excellent yeah. Adventure is like, they're just like the two dumbest fucking idiots alive in a metal band.
1: Wait, are you saying we're the two dumbest fucking
0: idiots? No, I'm okay. just using that as a, like, it's, okay. it's a metaphor. Okay. Yeah, because uh, we don't have
1: a metal band. No,
0: I, we're very smart. Yeah. Uh, and then you like fast forward to the future yeah. and they're like unifying the world with uh, uh, rock music. Okay. Wild Stallions. There you go.
1: I now... <laughs> Every, everybody was, you know that question. It's like, if you had a time machine, where would you go? I want to go to the future where we are the mindfulness saviors of the entire planet.
0: Yeah, where we've just convinced people yeah. to abolish politics completely and stop caring about things and just be apathetic, go work a desk job, go back to your home, numb your brain, watching reality television, maybe start your own podcast if you're a white guy. And then,
1: uh, yeah, like, call um, it a day. see, they say the true route to contentment is settlement. If you just settle for where you are until you're content with it, it's a lot better than being overambitious and then always feeling like you're not getting. Something. The more time
0: passes, the more I like come to understand that. Like if you just yeah. like accept what you have and the way things are yeah. and like, just be like, this is, this is life. This is what I have around me. Yeah. I'm not going to bother changing anything or caring about anything. This is good enough. We'll see. How much happier are you?
1: The true way happier. The true route to happiness is like everybody's like is always saying, well, this will make me happy. Maybe if I get this, this will make me happy. But the true way to being happy is not getting something to get to happiness is realizing that you are happy. And allowing yourself to be happy with where you are instead of striving for something.
0: So that's actually like a big pillar. We're we're fucking full on pivoting into mindful factory here. But like that is a big tenet of like mindfulness and being in the moment and appreciating just like because culture right now is very much like, uh, hey, you always have to be striving for something. You have to have a side hustle. You have to be working 60 hours a week. You have to be doing all this shit and getting Mm – More stuff and, you know, posting more things on social media and, like, doing shit all the time. Yeah. Whereas uh, now kind of the the counter to that that's also growing in popularity is, like, just chill the fuck out. And just, like, sit in the moment that you have now. Don't worry about getting more or Mm -hmm. doing something else. Just, like, appreciate what is right in front of you. And I'm, like, how do you balance that with... Not just being like an apathetic piece of shit and being like, well, I don't want or need any more for myself. This is good enough. I'm not going to care about anything. And it's like, it's fine if that's what it is, but I'm not sure I can be like, Hey, I'm just going to chill out. Like everything that's happening in this moment is good without being like, could, is there more? Could there
1: be more? I think one thing too, is we have to address is that if you have strife in your life, you can't just allow yourself to be happy because you got to get rid of that strife first. Like if you're not making enough money to pay your bills or put food on your table or pay your rent, then you'll never be happy because that is a situation where you're under strife. But if you're like me and Derek, who somehow we're making enough money to pay our bills, get enough food in our bellies and, and kind of just have the, like the, like Right now, for the first time in my life, I'm at the point where if I don't advance, I could still live comfortably. Like, sure, I don't have a house. Sure, I don't own a nice car. But if I were to just accept where I am right now, then I'd be completely fine. Like, I'm not going to starve. I'm not going to get, like, kicked out of my house or end up homeless because I am making enough to cover all of my Bills and stuff, which is kind of shitty because you always want to tell people, don't worry about your finances. You don't like money's not a yardstick for the happiness in your life, but money gets you to the yardstick where you can measure how happy you are. Because like I said, if you don't have enough money, then you're not going to be happy because you got to get rid of all the sources of strife in your life. Yeah, but a
0: lot of that strife is self is self-imposed, right? Like if I was unable to meet my financial obligations living in this place with all the shit I own and like, A lot of unnecessary shit that I own. My solution wouldn't be like, oh, let's like move into a smaller, shittier place and get rid of half of my shit. And not have cable and not have a Mm -hmm. cell phone and not have internet. My solution would be stress the fuck out about money until I make enough money to pay for all this shit I have that I don't need. So I think that like it is possible. You have people who live on like very minimalist lifestyles for much less money than we feel is necessary to survive. Mm -hmm. And the thing about money is that the more you make throughout your lifetime, like it just keeps shifting the goalposts, right? Mm -hmm. Like you make more money, you buy more shit, you get a nicer house, you get a nicer car, your costs for those things increase, but does your quality of life? Yeah.
1: Only Eh? it'll increase to a point. But like I was saying, like with the strife thing, like what you're saying is, There's new sources of strife introduced into your life, but they're self-imposed. Like if you can make rent and you're happy, so you decide to get a bigger place and now all of a sudden you can't pay rent, that is a source of strife that'll stop you from being happy. But the problem isn't that you have this new place that you can no longer pay rent. The problem is you were advancing your life because you thought hey, if I get a bigger place, I'll be happy. And then you're in that bigger place and you're still not happy because it's another source of strife for you. So you're like, fuck, I thought I'd be happy here, but now it's all this extra stress I have to deal with. Like you and me, on the amount of money we make, we'd be completely fine if we had this much money in like some podunk small town in the middle of nowhere where – rent is super cheap and food and groceries are super cheap and we don't have to deal with it like all these extra Vancouver taxes, like the tax on gas and shit. But we didn't settle for that. So we chased the goalposts of moving to Vancouver and living in a nicer, beautifuler city. And I'm totally fine with that because there's so much nature here that it's way better than living in some small like dirt town somewhere. (laughs) (laughs)
0: A literal town made of dirt.
1: I'm trying not to say names. (laughs) Like where
0: you and I grew up.
1: I have this problem of calling out other places around the world for being shitholes and then getting in trouble. And then finally
0: out we have listeners there.
1: Yeah. So, and also, in a hundred years, when we've evolved the human race to be beings of pure light just by listening to us, I don't want anybody to listen to this podcast because this is the moment we turn and we make everybody better versions of themselves. I don't want them to hear that I name the shitty town and make them feel like they're not going to be able to evolve to the being of pure light. Because they, be <laughs> they live
0: in Dirt City, <laughs> say, <laughs> Could you imagine?
1: <laughs> There's a place called Dirt City. They're like, fuck you.
0: I'm Googling it because I know it exists. Dirt, Dirt City. Dirt City, <laughs> Uh,
1: main export
0: dirt there is a motorplex uh called dirt city in wisconsin which is pretty oh dirt city is also a nickname for edmonton which is not that surprising having lived there okay apologies to people who live in edmonton
1: let me backtrack a sec when i said dirt city i meant edmonton because we both lived there and it was shitty and we had to move away I'm sorry. There are people who love living in Edmonton though and that's fine. Like my sister. Yeah. That's the people I talk to on Xbox. Sure. But they don't listen to this so fuck them. Yeah. Also
0: like (laughs) you know we lived in Edmonton. We made friends there. Yeah. With people and they still live there and that's good for them.
1: Yeah. Also have a pretty good hockey team. I like the Oceans. Not not a good hockey team. They have a hockey team. They were good. They have a hockey team
0: that exists. Yeah that's true. Connor McDavid, you know?
1: Yeah, I've realized a while ago, I don't know if it's because of my Dutch heritage, but I can't really live in a landlocked city anymore. What the fuck? Because Dutch have, like, because they have the they ocean, ocean around them head. and they live, like, a lot of the it Netherlands. It's just because you fucking like oceans,
0: like everybody else. Yeah, but why do I like oceans? Some people don't. I don't. Do
1: people not like oceans? There's people living in Dirt City.
0: I gotta Google this
1: too. <laughs> or do you think they still like oceans? They've just given. Well, there's people who don't like being wet because they hate how much it rains in Vancouver.
0: Why I hate the ocean and water. Escapist
1: magazine. What? I personally love rain. Do you ever get that where like. Like today, it rained and it was just like, oh, finally it's cold enough to wear a jacket.
0: Six reasons why I don't like the ocean. Who the fuck are these people? Okay, so I will say about the rain is like, I'm, I'm like, fall is. I'm like the most basic white girl alive. Like, I fucking love fall. There's nothing wrong with that. I love fall, but today, it was like gorgeous all fucking week up yeah. until. Today, it was cloudy and rainy, and I was like, okay, this is fine. And I looked at the forecast for Vancouver for the next week, and it's rain, 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 rain every fucking day. I love and then the I'm like, okay, that's all right. And then I thought to myself, w- if I look at the forecast for the next six months, it's just going to be that. It's going to be so much fucking rain. Yeah. And that's like, that's cool. I like sweater weather. I like pumpkin spice lattes. I like the changing of the leaves. I like... A little bit of rain. I don't yeah. like being like, well, fuck, it's, you know, I guess another night where I'm hanging out at home watching Netflix because yeah. you can't go outside and fucking do anything. Or if I want to go for a hike, I'm getting soggy as fuck, which is fine, too. But, like, I can handle the rain. The rain, to me, is an appropriate trade-off for living in a city like Vancouver, where you have the fucking mountains, you got the ocean.
1: And how green the rain makes everything.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, like... It's fucking – it's a lot.
1: See, I I just want to self-correct here yet again. When I say I love the rain, I love sprinkles. I don't love a deluge. Like I don't want to be in a store buying boots and being like, should I buy gum boots? Like that's a little too Should I get this rubber diggy to like (laughs) paddle myself down the street? But for me, it's totally selfish because the reason I love weather like this once it cools off is because I'm a welder and when you weld – you have to wear, like, the least I can wear is a hoodie. So, Ladies, did you know (laughs) Dale's a welder? So basically when it was fucking super hot for that week or two just recently, I was fucking dying of sweat because I'm basically wearing overalls, a jacket, and gloves, and a mask, and a hat. So I'm basically wearing what you would wear in winter, and I'm walking around in the heat burning shit. Which is, I guess it's my own fault for going into welding in the first place and not having the forethought to think about how shitty and hot it would be. But you were
0: already a guy who was bad at regulating his internal temperature. Oh
1: yeah. So. My core temperature is crazy. Like I'll have a bath and I'll be like through the roof for two weeks. I remember fucking
0: what? We were like 16 or 17, and we had just started hanging out, and you got on the school bus and you were just like, my fucking core temperature is through the roof. I'm still sweating right now because I had a really hot bath, and I was like, who
1: is this guy? Like, what is he talking hey, about? Man. Every 18-year-old has hot baths. <laughs> I'm not weird for doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, like... uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fucking twi- twin flames. I was like, I get it. Like, our souls are ripped from
1: the <laughs> yeah. same cloth. You're like, that's why I don't have hot baths. Yeah, or I
0: baths don't. ever, because I don't like stewing in my own filth. Um, Like a medieval fucking...
1: I like to think of it as a del consomme. Gross. To make it sound... No. Hey, do you eat chicken soup? It's delicious. Why wouldn't Dale soup be delicious? No, I'm thinking about eating your bathwater. <laughs> hey, we should do that. Remember that We're gamer not. girl who sold off her bathwater? Oh yeah. Hey,
0: if you make a ten dollar donation to our Patreon today at patreon.com/slash Outrage Factory in honor of our 100th episode, we will send you a mason jar full of Dale soup. Yeah. Don't drink it. You but can do whatever did you want you know if you give us ten dollars. They did
1: science bread. on those jars, and it turned out it was just tap water, yeah, it wasn't actually her bath water. And
0: I have zero sympathy for like anybody who they did science on those
1: jars, yeah. You don't say they scienced it, yeah, and they figured out it was just tap water. I don't know, maybe what am I supposed to say? They did tests, that's the exact same thing as saying they did science. What if on it's it?
0: actually. Bath water, she's just very clean from taking so many baths that it just registers as tap water.
1: No, because you still have, like, like you still have, like, skin oils and, like, flakes of your, like, dust and stuff from your skin because she was just, like, psh, 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 like filling it up under a tap.
0: I have zero sympathy for anyone who would give somebody money for bath oh, water, yeah. except for our <laughs> listeners who will get <laughs> totally authentic, Dale. Yeah, but you,
1: you won't have to have sympathy for them because they will get... 100% actual grade A Dale consumer do you still have baths yes gross. I have sore muscles it's so funny we went into uh, what's that place called Lush and we, me and Andrea went in and we're all looking at the bath bombs and all this stuff and the like lady came and she's like hey ma'am, can I help you look for anything she's like actually I'm just here with him he's the one <laughs> <who's getting it. laughs> and the lady was all like confused <laughs> he's like oh uh because, I guess, like, if you were to picture a male who has baths, it wouldn't be a six foot, two hundred and sixty pound well, man. Yeah, be like, oh, that guy who does trades. I bet he likes baths. <laughs> it's not just a
0: guy who has baths. It's a guy who has baths and wants them augmented by bath bombs, dude. From have you? Lunch.
1: Have you used a bath bomb?
0: I no, I don't. I generally try to steer clear of baths. Dude,
1: bath bombs are awesome. First of all, they moisten your skin so it feels soft as shit, and it's great. Second of all, it's like a little tiny volcano. It's just like all foaming and shit. It's crazy. It looks like science fiction, and it smells real nice. What is our theme this episode? What have we even been talking about? Mostly how we're going to make the human race better. All
0: right. Uh, And also, (laughs) in that vein, (laughs) here's another clip. Dirtier. So it was dirty.
1: Basically, you would have physical porn like a magazine, and in a moment of weakness, you'd buy it and you'd like jerk off. And you'd be like, What the fuck? I can't let other humans know that I'm a disgusting person who jerks off, so I have to get rid of the evidence. But I don't want to light it on fire because I paid five dollars for this porn and I may want to jerk off in the future. So, what you would do is you'd hide it in the woods and then you'd be jerking (laughs) off in the woods allegedly. And then, so maybe you hear a stick crack, you get scared of bears or somebody's coming. So you just run out of there and you leave your magazine behind. And then like it happened, it had to happen in our childhood, like multiple times where you'd just be like walking through the forest on the way home and you'd be like, Oh sweet porn.
0: Yeah. Which like looking back, knowing what I know about porno mags now, You, you'd be walking through the woods, yeah. and you'd see, like, a dead animal carcass, yeah. and you wouldn't touch it with your bare hands. You'd, like, poke it with the stick. Yeah, okay,
1: you'd be like, that's disgusting.
0: You probably should have done the same thing with porno mags. Oh, should not definitely. have touched those with your bare hands at oh, all. because
1: all the cooties Dang. that are on there? Dang. Okay. After that beautiful little snippet of our voices, <laughs> I yeah. guess we should... There's more of our voices. <laughs> Let's uh just go through... I guess what I did was I went through... All of our past episodes, and I kinda touched on I just kinda picked out a couple subjects that we could talk about because as I alluded to before when we were talking about how the subjects we talk about on our podcast, a lot of it people think the world's gonna end or some company's gonna get shut down for what happened, but then a couple weeks later nothing happens. So so here's
0: this episode or this episode. Has been... This single episode has been running for two years, it feels like. This podcast... (laughs) This podcast has been running for two and a half years. Yeah. The whole premise of this podcast was to look at the things that people got really, really fucking upset about online. Yeah. Um, And now we're going to go back and look... We're just going to list some of the things that, like, people were absolutely fucking livid about at the time. Uh, And... Uh, Yeah, I think the intent of this is to show that...
1: uh, Nobody cares anymore. Yeah, like like. that
0: in the outrage era, outrage never lasts long. So think about this next time you're getting mad about something online or in real life. Yeah. How angry you probably got about a lot of these things. Yeah. uh, And how little you give a shit now because uh, I think... The outrage cycle for the average human being is like, you see something, you're viscerally angry about it for like, what, maybe a day tops and then you're on to the next thing.
1: It takes, you're as outraged as it takes you to write a tweet about it so you could feel like a good person that you're trying to spread awareness of this horrible thing that's happening in the world. So do you want me to start?
0: Yeah, I mean, let's look at some of the things we talked about in our earlier episodes. Okay,
1: I kind of just went through and like did them in chunks. So episodes one to ten, what? Wow, well, one reoccurring theme was airplanes, and by that I mean there was that uh, guy who was going to China. Was he a dentist?
0: I think he was going to China. I oh, was he was domestic. from China. No, I don't think he was from he was China. Chinese
1: I... because they they contacted it's like racist.
0: He a dentist. They
1: he contacted the Chinese government on his behalf. To, like, help count... So, anyways, what happened was he was forcibly removed from a United Airlines flight because they had oversold the flight. And I guess this is a bad example. He was
0: Vietnamese, Dale. Vietnamese-American.
1: Okay. This is a bad example because they kind of did have a lasting effect because United Airlines did stop overselling their flights to some degree. So, they wouldn't have to, like pull someone off after or what happened was they took they wanted to pull him off so they could fly an employee and they were offering him a whole bunch of money but he said he had to go so they forcibly dragged him off there was video everybody was saying that united airlines is a monstrosity of a company and they were going to fail and now like we couldn't i couldn't even remember his nationality
0: vietnamese american you're welcome um there were so uh because of this, mm-hmm. and this is probably a bad example because it shows that the outrage actually had a positive impact. Yeah. Um in August 2017, uh they um ran data in the US Department of Transportation and it showed that bumped passenger rates were at their lowest since 1995. Uh the rate markedly decreased starting in April 2017, which was when this incident occurred. Uh and fell uh, 30% to uh, to 0.44 passengers per 10,000. Um,
1: so great. We started off with an example that disproves our point.
0: We also <laughs> – yeah. Hey, way to go. You, yeah. uh, this one time you got angry about something. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm not sure this is something that a lot of people know about. But Canada also introduced the Passenger Bill of Rights Um Sounds important for airline passengers. Yeah, uh, it actually is super important. I don't know if people know about this, but uh, there is now a bill of rights for people flying on Canadian airlines. uh, That it basically sets out the uh, the amount of money airlines are obligated to pay you if they have to bump you from a flight uh, or if your flight is delayed. uh, Is
1: it lower? Is it like? They're like, this is how much they have to pay you. And it's like 20 bucks. No, it's like Tim thousands gift of card. dollars. Uh, <laughs> Tim Hortons gift card. Uh,
0: what is it? You joke, but uh, Kate got... What, one of her flights was delayed. She had to spend the night in fucking Newark Airport. Yeah. In, uh, which is like one of the most notoriously shitty airports in the world. And they gave her like a Dunkin' Donuts gift card. Wow. or something as compensation. That's sucks. Uh, overbooking... Uh, compensation up to $2,400 for being involuntarily bumped from a flight and no cost rebooking. Airlines must inform travelers in simple, clear, and concise language what their rights are on all itinerary-related documents and messaging. Uh, increases. So there was also an increase to an airline's maximum liability on domestic flights for lost or damaged baggage. Uh, and airlines are required to provide standard of treatment, access to toilets, heating, cooling, refreshments, etc. cetera, uh, if you're delayed on the tarmac. Uh, coming in December 2019, there will be cash compensation for delays and cancellations of more than three hours. Woo! Yeah. Uh, airlines will be required to rebook and or refund travel that is delayed or canceled, depending on circumstances. And airlines will also have to facilitate seating of children under the age of 14 with their parents. I don't know. That feels like... I personally would not want to sit with my 14-year-old child, but... Uh,
1: I I know, but that feels like something that you would have to do when you booked your flight.
0: Yeah, like if you're...
1: Well, yeah, but
0: I think sometimes it'll happen. Like airlines will just like split families up. Um,
1: yeah, but they never like... Oh, I get like maybe if you have um, uh, an underage kid, then you get to select your seats for free instead of paying that $15 fee where you have to pay. Like, if because if you're booking tickets, it just puts you somewhere um, randomly that's available in the flight. But if you have an under 14 year old, that's the only thing I could think of. Because what are you, like, these people who have underage underage kids show up to the airport and they're like, oh, yeah, we're not booked together. And then they have to, like, fucking jumble stuff around last minute. That seems pretty inefficient.
0: Yeah. Who the fuck knows?
1: Okay. uh Then there was Omar Khadr, which... I don't know if everybody remembers. That was the shining moment. That was
0: Dale reading a Wikipedia article. for
1: Everybody should listen to that episode (laughs) because it's pretty much the reason why I don't do as much research. Because I researched for hours and then I read half a Wikipedia article and then we just never really talked about it. But what it was, was Omar Carter was uh, getting transferred to, was it an American or Canadian jail from,
0: uh, I can't remember. No, he had been he had been released, and they gave him the government gave him a ten million dollar. Oh
1: yeah, and then he was on parole because
0: he sued the government.
1: Which is funny because right, I think just recently he got released completely, and like that was like a big thing everybody cared about, and it kind of went away. Um, remember the Google memo? Well, I'm
0: just like I'm trying to look for like news on Omar Cotter uh, uh, now. Dude.
1: Did I steamroll
0: it? Well, no, but there's just like there's nothing. So like people were really, really angry that we paid ten million dollars to this guy at the yeah. time, uh, and now it's just like nobody. People will probably listen to this and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, like he's a child actor. Like what happened to him? <laughs> Where is he now?" Uh, the Google memo was, uh, yeah, what that
1: that was a big left versus right because it was a. Uh, this guy, I can't remember his James name. James DeMoore. De yeah, he wrote this memo to Google citing why women don't take tech jobs. And he had explained it as he was taking a completely objective view that he was giving reasons why in college women would choose to pursue other things. And it was all based on historical, like, um, I guess it was just like, like, uh, Character traits that he contributed to biology. And then everybody said he was like the super big sexist and he was saying all these sexist things. And he got fired from Google. And then Google kinda like I think he actually countersued them for his wrongful dismissal or something.
0: Uh filed a class action lawsuit alleging that Google was Uh, discriminating against conservatives, whites, Asians, and men by pursuing uh, diversity. Uh, Damore dismissed his claims in the lawsuit in order to pursue arbitration against Google. Uh, And let's see what happened there. Uh, Yeah, I don't think there's anything. The last... uh, Uh, I
1: imagine if Google paid him out, they would have kept it sealed. Because they wouldn't want anybody else to...
0: Well, if it went to arbitration, that would have been, like, specifically over wrongful dismissal versus um, any of the fucking claims he was making. Oh, yeah. Uh Including discrimination against whites and men, which is absurd.
1: Hey, white males getting discriminated against. No, you're not. Uh, yeah,
0: like, it's just you are not doing that.
1: Not as easy okay. as it used to be.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. sorry, you can't fucking cakewalk uh, through life anymore, and now you have to worry about all these other races and sexes.
1: Like, I don't want to sound like a bad guy, but... Uh, do you imagine how sweet it would be if we could just kid walk through life? I mean, we are to a point, but not like to a point in the 70s where like, Houses were $17,000 and cars were, like, 1500 Even
0: then, like, we have it super fucking... Every time I see that meme and it's, like, carry yourself with the confidence of a mediocre white male, I'm like, <laughs> it's me! I'm that guy! I'm that's
1: pretty a, confident! That's a valid point.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, I'm not sure what happened there. I did just look at James Demore's Twitter account and he was trying to ride that, uh, you know, internet fame that came from being the guy who... Uh, railed against diversity at Google, and then now the last time he tweeted was, like, May 15th. So I'm guessing things aren't going so shit hot for James Damore. Anyway. Yeah,
1: stuff happened where it was like, oh, my God, this guy got dismissed. And then people had opinions on if it was right or wrong for him to get dismissed, and then people were just like... Yeah, Google's got some nice tech. Let's talk about that instead. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna keep using their search engine yeah. and these listening devices in my home.
1: Okay. All so, right. full disclosure, I didn't really see anything. Yeah, probably too not. It was a dark.
0: It was a dark period. so 21 to 30,
1: but 31 to 40. How about uh, that was when something big happened in Canada. There, huge, fucking gigantic. Do you remember when they changed the lyrics in the national anthem? I do. From In All Thy Son's Command to In All of Our Command or something?
0: That's exactly what it is, Dale. Yeah.
1: And the funny thing was this whole country was supposed to crumble. Trudeau was supposed to be riding on the dragon from the fucking... Revelations and Canada would just be lit on fire if we didn't have gender-specific pronouns in our national anthem. Yeah,
0: it was just going to completely erode the moral fabric of this country. Uh, we were going to go back to the Dark Ages. Uh,
1: yeah, and then someone said, oh, hey, before 1960, it was gender-neutral, and they put that in there.
0: Yeah, also it's like, so I will say this does, like, I'll go to sporting events. Yeah. And I'll be singing the national anthem yeah. and then I'll hear them say these words and I'll be like, oh yeah, we changed that. And then that's it. That's my entire, that's have, the extent of my reaction. Have
1: people stopped screaming sons when that part came up? Cause I remember we went to something right after it happened and people in, like made a point like, to sing the old right? version, be like, yo, I don't like this remix. Fuck this. I'm going to say sons really loud. And then. It'll change everything, and then it didn't.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, mean, maybe they'll continue to do that until they die, but, like, future generations yeah. will only know this version. And, uh, yeah, I don't think people particularly give a shit anymore. Dale, you personally? I never gave a shit. Right. you're mean, a normal, sane, rational human being.
1: Yeah, I could see if they changed it to something problematic, like... Something racist, or saying we were gonna have to go to the forest and butt fuck trolls, or something. Why would they put that in our that national anthem? Is just an example of what it would take for me to care about the national anthem. That's not Canadian at all. I feel like a few Canadians would butt fuck trolls. No, in, the in Canada, the trolls butt fuck. Oh yeah, and then we say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Goodness! Another big thing that happened in between. Yeah, no, no.
0: Do you? okay. What? Do you
1: that act? time that Trump caused World War Three by his constant goading of Kim Jong-un. Do you remember that? How one of Trump's first things he said was he like called out Kim Jong-un and like called him a petulant child or fat or said he had a bare ha- bad haircut or something. And then everybody's like, whoa, don't go this guy. He's crazy. He's crazy enough to launch nukes at the USA. And then... Later, Trump was like, actually, let's have a meeting, Kim Jong-un. And everybody's like, whoa, don't go meet him. This guy's crazy. He'll launch a nuke at the USA.
0: Uh, Turns out they have had two summits since that happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, U.S. President and North Korean leader have already met twice this year with the promise of more to come. Uh, The prospect of a third summit between Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un taking place this year looks bleak, despite a great relationship between the two.
1: Because is that... Bleak because he's not going to go to Korea or bleak because he doesn't go anywhere and just goes golfing instead?
0: Uh, Either or. Yeah. Yeah.
1: One of the things about this is it's kind of like uh, weird because it's not that people don't care about Trump talking to Korea and causing world war. It's everybody's just like Trump just... Is going more and more insane and just saying fucking like crazy bullshit on Twitter that people are kind of I mean, not paying attention yeah, to. Anymore.
0: So now like the legitimately crazy shit that he yeah. did, like diplomatic ties with North Korea, yeah. is being drowned out by the like what did he he tweeted the other night? Fuck. Like, there's this the hurricane. Yeah. And he made a comment that like Alabama was in the hurricane's path. And yeah. a bunch of media meteor, meteor- oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Meteorologists were like, that is factually incorrect. And like normally, I feel like a normal human being might just be like, sorry, I got my facts wrong. And like walk it back. But Trump fucking doubled down on it and had uh, a presentation in his office with like an altered map that showed fucking the alabama was in the path of this hurricane yeah and then he tripled down on it and gave white house staff like circulated a memo being like no one is allowed to say anything that bear- that differs from the story that alabama was in the path of this hurricane yeah and then he quadrupled fucking down on it <laughs> and that like midnight the other night donald trump sends out a tweet and it's the guy in his office with the fucking map of the U.S. and Alabama in the path of the hurricane and fucking CNN logo on a cat. And it's a fucking GIF. Jeff? GIF? GIF? Yes. GIF. Thank you. Uh, and the cat is like looking at this laser pointer that's moving around the screen. And he's like, <laughs> I, I don't know what he was trying to communicate that CNN <laughs> is just like looking for a reason. To but like... The guy's fucking, like, the most insane but also entertaining president the U.S. has ever Yeah. Been, hands down. Like, fucking, we made fun of, like, Bush for being a dumb idiot, and that was yeah. hilarious. This is, like, this is next level.
1: Yeah, this is, like, you can't even keep... Like, on one hand, it's great for him because he'll say something crazy, and then he'll just quadruple down was so much more crazy that you're like all right fuck we get it. yeah sure alabama's in the way we don't care anymore
0: but it's like yeah and that's like i feel like he's kind of gaslighting the entire nation by doing that because mm-hmm. like he's just so fucking in your face and like brazen about it all the time that you start to think you're the crazy one yeah because you're like is this Fucking normal? Is he right? Am I? Am I wrong? Maybe yeah. Alabama was there. Because why would a person go through this much effort over one fucking comment that he could just like walk back at any time? And be like, sorry, I was wrong.
1: It's like he's almost causing like, what was that paradox with um, where it was like Berenstain, Berenstain.
0: Oh, the fucking one that melted your brain. The, yeah.
1: Uh, the oh fuck. It's for the guy Mandela. The yeah. Mandela. It's like. Trump is causing this constant Mandela paradox because he'll say that Alabama's in the way of this hurricane. And you'd be like, no, it's not. And then he'll just fucking browbeat you until you're like, wait, was Alabama in the way? Yeah. And then... Within a week, you're like, I can't remember the actual facts because he just flooded the internet with his dumb (laughs) wrong facts. And now it's, like, too hard to go back and check. Jesus
0: Christ. Uh, Yeah, and the fucking craziest thing is that that dude is 100% going to get reelected. Like. Yeah. Because what else? What else happens? Nothing. Democrat going to win? Like,
1: nobody is going to be able to step to, like, he. Before, in the last elections, when they were doing all the, like, debates and shit, he didn't care. But he was all like, well, if this happens, if if I fail, whatever. Now he's, like, doesn't care but has all this confidence from just basically saying all this bad shit things and nothing happening to him. So now it's going to be even worse. Like, he's just going to, like – like, you thought the last debates were crazy with Trump? These ones are going to be, like, fucking – Super crazy. Well,
0: yeah, like, and I'm just wondering, like, who can even go into... Uh, who who will even be able to go and, like, hold their own... Like, who are the Democrats going to put up that can... How do you even counter something like that? Like, like he just, just a person, like, just fucking lying and then being like, prove me wrong.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, and, like, he'll just have, like, a nickname for you and then you're done. Like... What were, the, what were the ones from the last one? That oh, fuck. Like,
0: they were all against his Republican, like yeah. Lion Ted, oh, uh, yeah. Crooked Hillary. Uh, fuck. I don't know. Uh, Sleepy Jeb or something? Yeah, like adjective uh, person who's running against me.
1: Yeah, and they're all like dumb and they all catch on. And then like that's all people rec- remember them as because it's like it's whether you agree with him or not. It's just so brilliant because it's like. Sleepy Jeb you're like like it's like the next election and we still remember that he called him that like I would have never even known Jeb Bush was in those primaries unless he called him that
0: yeah yeah Uh, they said he was low energy anyway uh, moving on yeah, it's just going to give us lots, and we keep talking about this, but there will be tons of podcast fodder uh, with the Trump re-election. So, oh, yeah. Uh, much less interesting is the Canadian re-election, which election season officially kicked off. And once again, I would like to declare I have no intention of voting for anyone because fuck the candidates this year. When do we vote? October something, I want to say. 21st, 22nd is election day.
1: If I tell you who I'm going to vote for, is that a problem?
0: Is it? Yeah.
1: Uh, Oh, wait. That makes us a partisan podcast and then we lose our fucking charity fund. We don't. I think it – like if if I say who I'm voting for, we have to give equal airtime to all of the delegates. Is that how it works?
0: Yeah. Well, because we are speaking to many people.
1: Yeah. Actually, yeah. You know what? Just – just tell me. I'm voting for the Liberals. Good for you, Dale. I'm not voting for Trudeau. I'm voting for the Liberals. Okay. And that's how I justify it in my own mind. Because Andrew Scheer is a fucking crazy loon. And the NDP is too crazy for me. Actually, maybe... They're crazy in the opposite direction.
0: What I'll probably do is just find the local candidate that I like the most, who I think will actually like... Okay, so I'm going to walk back to the, like, not voting.
1: Aren't you voting for Jagmeet? You love Jamie I do.
0: Like, I love the NDP. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they do a great job federally. I know that uh, fucking, what's his name? John Horgan has been kicking ass in BC. Like, after there was all this, uh, you know, uh, rabble rousing and, like, people freaking out, being like, oh, the economy is going to tank in BC with an NDP government. Uh, the economy's kicking fucking ass and yeah like we're we're doing pretty well and all of our social uh, safety nets are still in place which is good yeah uh, but yeah I don't I don't know but I'll probably just find like a local candidate who actually gives a fuck about like their local community and will actually represent us instead of just like taking pot shots at the other parties uh, so That's I will good. not be voting conservative is what that means
1: yeah uh, I don't know conservatives are like like with All the conservatives everywhere, it's just like, guys, you can't vote conservative. They're just – they're too nuts right now. Like, the guy in Brazil is not even going to, like – he's like, I don't want to stop the forest fire because France called us – (laughs) Oh, yeah. What did he
0: say? So there's that fucking, like, monumental fire taking place in the Amazon rainforest and there was, like, something like $40 million in aid pledged.
1: Yeah, and he's like, I'm not going to use that because – France gave that to us, was part of that, and Marcon was mean to me.
0: Yeah, he refused. So, like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Like, good what, job. What else do we got?
1: Uh, let's see. Oh, that's a time. Proud Boys versus... Uh, Antifa? I think we already talked about that a bit. We did, but
0: it's in, that is something that is still kind of ongoing, and it's yeah. still fucking... I think I talked about this in a previous episode, but it still blows my mind that, like, Portland, Oregon, yeah. which is like...
1: That's where that no guy got beat up, was in Portland. But they keep having these fucking rallies,
0: and that's, like, that seems to be kind of ground zero for the culture wars, which is, like, mind-boggling, because it's this very fucking, like, weird, like, counterculture kind of city, which, I don't know, maybe it makes perfect sense. You want to know
1: something weird about Portland? The police commissioner is also the mayor. It's, like, this weirdo backwards thing, where it's, like, that's the way their town has always worked, so they never changed it and modernized it but um, portland is this huge like stand like standoff thing because it's like the left were obviously there because it's portland's like genuine genu- generally pretty left and then the right kind of came in and were like well you're not letting our right guys speak so it's like antifa and the proud boys or whoever else is a right-wing thing like they keep sending people into these protests so the protests in the city are artificially bloated by people who don't even live in the city anymore. I mean, and I will say
0: like um, – and this is true in most areas. Like in if you have a uh, city or an urban population yeah, like Vancouver, it will be uh, historically very liberal. And then as you get further out of the city um, – it's traditionally much more conservative yeah. and like you see that everywhere you go, right? Like Mm -hmm. the people who live in the urban populations are always more liberal. Yeah. uh, And the people who uh, live in the country are the conservative ones. So maybe there's just like a lot of conservatives surrounding Portland that, uh, that can head into the city to fuck shit up. But yeah, I don't don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I guess like, The impending, like, what I was saying about there being a civil war or whatever in the states. I guess the one place to watch is Portland to see how it plays out there. Or if, like, the federal government steps in and is like, guys, you can't just fucking have battles in the streets all the time. Um, Do you want to say any more about that? Nope. Okay, do you want to talk about... Uh, You kind of skipped ahead there. Do you want to talk about... Oh, that migrant caravan. Oh, yeah. Whatever happened to that? Well, I think so people... They didn't get to the States. They did get to the States, didn't they? Well, they're not in the States right now. Well, they did
0: because all those people crossed the borders.
1: I thought they didn't cross the border. I thought they got to... Where did they end up? Did they end up at the Tijuana-San Diego crossing?
0: Late 2018 caravans. On 20th of October... Uh, 22nd of October.
1: 26th of October. Yeah, well, I'll just touch back. I guess you didn't know. Uh, What happened was there was a bunch of people in Guatemala and they said, we're going to the States and they started walking north and then they entered Mexico and then they kept going. So there's this big thing where I think it was like, what, 3,000 people were walking Through Mexico and they're gonna end at the border and they're like they can't stop us at the border we're coming into the US and then everybody was like what's gonna happen it's crazy and then they got to the border and they didn't get in right away and then it kind of just all dissipated and it kind of like it was weird because it was like the coverage of the whole thing just kind of dried up once there wasn't like a huge battle or something. Uh I know that the government in Mexico was offering them kind of like visas and stuff to settle in Mexico along the way because as they are going through the middle of the country they're going through underpopulated cities and towns so they're like hey if you stay here you can have a job and stuff which isn't that great? Because it's a job in Mexico, but apparently it's better than a job in Guatemala. Yeah,
0: like I think most people uh, just ended up getting uh, like dispersing in Mexico. In January, Mexico granted a large number of humanitarian visas to migrants crossing its southern border. Of the thirteen thousand five hundred that came through the border in mid-January, only ten percent continued to the U.S.-Mexico border. So, like thirteen, like thirteen hundred people. Yeah. Um, of those, we did see what ended up happening with uh, migrants that were crossing the border into the U.S. when they, uh, you know, started their internment camps. And, oh yeah, uh, Shit. which is a whole other fucking story. Um,
1: yeah, I don't. I don't think we need to talk about that because awareness and outrage around that was completely justified. Totally
0: justified. And Everyone should be very really fucking upset down. about that.
1: I think that's still a subject people are talking about, as they should be. Um, okay, so where do you want to stop? Do you want to go right to episode ninety-nine, or do you want to stop like in the seventies because that was only a couple months ago?
0: Yeah, let's do this next uh, next batch because I think people are still. Well, I, I know this you want to do the selfie death one, so let's. End, but yeah, let's do oh, yeah. Uh, Logan Paul, still a dumb fuck. Uh, the Gillette ad. Uh, I just wanted...
1: I think they made more... Okay, the one we were talking about was the one calling out boys to look at... Or men to... The
0: best men can be. Yeah. yeah,
1: To self-police themselves. And then a bunch of people got upset because they don't want to be good people and they want to continue being shitty and they don't want to be called out for it. So... Did they have more ads after that? Uh, Possibly... Yeah, because I feel like I heard, so- I guess, but the thing is, like, on their half, on their behalf, it was pretty good because it got a lot of awareness to, like, male bathroom products that people don't really care about. Like, besides seeing ads for six-bladed shavers whenever you're watching a sport, do you ever really think about Gillette?
0: No. Like, I think, so the effectiveness of campaigns like this is that, for people who uh, this message would resonate with, I think it sticks with them a lot longer than the people who got f- really fucking mad yeah. about this and then just moved on. Because, uh, you know, fucking like John yeah. Conservative in fucking middle America, next time he goes to the store to buy a fucking shaver or a can of shaving cream, mm-hmm. he's not going to be like, oh, yeah, fucking. Gillette ad telling me to be toxic, man. Whereas this earned a lot of like brand goodwill with,
1: oh, uh, yeah, with the definitely. progressive
0: people. So what would
1: it even be like, there's like Gillette and like what? Shtick or Shtick Gillette. Is Gillette Procter Gamble?
0: Yeah, it is.
1: I don't even know what would be like anyways. Yeah. So it's like if you're the type of guy who this resonates with and you go, and you see a Procter Gamble product or even like Gillette specifically, you're like, oh, these guys are good. I'm going to buy this. And you feel good about the product. And then that's kind of like how, like Derek said, product goodwill where you become a repeat customer for years because it's like you feel good when you buy it. And then that even when you forget why you felt good, you still kind of remember that you feel good when you buy that product. So you continue to buy that product. Probably till your dad.
0: So, uh, when the ad dropped, uh, the uh, average share price of Procter & Gamble stock was around $99. Uh, yeah, $99. Yeah. Uh, today, it's at $122. Uh, of course, there's like a ton of shit that impacts that. No, there isn't. The, that's like...
1: It's just this ad.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, this ad has contributed... For the sake of
1: our argument... This ad made Procter Gamble stocks go up 30%.
0: 30% in, uh, in about six months. And uh, Procter & Gamble, the company, has a market cap of $307.5 billion. They're still doing well. I don't think they're going out of business anytime soon. So your outrage in this case uh, did sweet fuck all.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Wait, on that note, I want to do Nike as well.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. How see. people Because were
0: of the, the Kaepernick stuff.
1: Burning their... Nikes. Yeah, like that was a thing like everybody was like, "Yeah, burn your Nikes. You're not going to not buy another pair of Nikes because you once you put Nikes on your feet and you run around, you're like, "Holy fuck. I'm a Nike person now." Like that happened to me. I was always like when I started running, I was like, "I'll get whatever's cheap because I'm a poor guy. I don't care whatever." And then I was like, "Haha, New Balance that'd be funny because they're old man shoes." So I was a New Balance guy for a bit. And then I went to Winners. New Balances are apparently in now. They're, uh, They're always in. Hipsters take whatever old men, old yeah, white that's guy. A good, like, good point. Remember when everybody looked like Richard Dreyfus from Jaws for dad, five years?
0: Dad fashion. Now yeah, they look Jared like, still looks that way.
1: <laughs> now they look like a guy who grills at the cookout. Uh, so I went to Winners once and there was a pair of Nikes on sale. I was like, oh, these are usually way out of my price range. I will buy these. And I bought them and now I'm a Nike guy. I can't go back.
0: I can't actually run in Nike shoes. I don't feel oh. like they uh, offer enough in the way – like I use uh, – I'm a Brooks. I'm a Brooks guy. I love love Brooks. I think that's another kind of dad brand. I would never wear them for fashion, but in terms of running shoes, they fucking kick ass.
1: So what's your problem with Nikes? They just feel too much like clouds? Yeah, they like – no, they're not – angels massaging your feet?
0: They, maybe I haven't like tried like – a. I do wear Nikes for – uh like cross training or uh like weightlifting. But I don't <laughs> you have different shoes for different activities. Yeah, because you can't I read oh bowling going deep Cause if you're if you're lifting weights and you're doing like shoulder presses or something, like on your feet, you don't want like cloud cushioning in your heel because you could Why like not? cause you could really fuck up your fucking ankles that way because if you go to push and lift weights and you're pushing on your heels and the cushioning gives way that puts, like, a ton of stress on your – you're supposed to wear, like, very, like, flat, like, hard-soled shoes for weightlifting. Oh. And then uh,
1: – So, like, you're supposed to go to the gym, run on the treadmill, and then change your shoes. Well, that's
0: – and that's a fucking pain in the ass. So yeah. I just try running in my cross-training shoes, and I'm like, these are really fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. So I just, like, split it up now and run on different days and weightlift on different days.
1: That's probably that's the smart Assuming
0: choice. I make it to the gym at all, which is rare. Yeah. Uh, Gillette ad, nothing happened. Amber alert notification. People are still getting mad about this apparently. Yeah. So, well,
1: this, this is, this was kind of just an update and not because you're dumb for getting mad that people, that you get an Amber notification in the middle of the night because there's a kid missing. You're not allowed to get mad. Fuck you. But the reason this is bad is because it keep, they keep, well, there's still kids getting snatched. So there's still amber notifications and people are still getting upset. They're like, I don't care that a kid went missing. I want to sleep. And the people who feel this way are also – the people who are too dumb to care about the children are also the people who are too dumb to turn their phone off at night. So they keep getting these notifications in the middle of the night. Like I don't know how deep you sleep but – One text notification. Will that wake you up? Uh,
0: The the Amber Alert does the alarm thing, though. It doesn't do the... It isn't just the, like, ping. It's the...
1: um, Yeah, it's like... Oh, really? Thank you, yeah. Oh, uh, see, I turn my phone off at night, so I've never heard it.
0: Wait, you turn your phone off completely? Yeah. What do you use for an alarm clock? An alarm (laughs) clock. Dude, I knew the answer as the question came out of my mouth.
1: My alarm clock... Since the year 1997. Jesus Christ. I've had the same alarm clock for 22 years. Does it have
0: the analog, like, flippy number? Is it digital?
1: Yeah, it's digital. It's crazy because it's green, which is, like, the numbers are green instead of red. But it's, like, (laughs) the funniest thing is all the fonts on it are in Comic Sans, so, you know, it's fucking from the nineties and it's like to set the alarm, I had to hold down a button and the time just scrolls up. Like, it's not like you like turn it or hit a number like plus two plus an hour plus minutes. It's just, you hold it down and it scrolls through the numbers. And if you go past it, you got to just fucking go right around the horn again for,
0: for 24 more hours. Yeah. Damn.
1: But, uh, I like it because it's like one of the, it was one of the first alarm clocks that started really quiet and gets progressively louder the longer it goes off. Yeah. But it was a terrible decision capitalism-wise because it's lasted me 27 years and nobody's going to make money off me out of another alarm clock cuz it doesn't look like it's going to die anytime you soon. You will
0: you will die with that alarm clock. You will probably die before that alarm clock.
1: Yeah, probably. I want that alarm clock to be the one I smash at my retirement party, because apparently that's a thing I never heard of. It's like, it's. I think it might just be a trades thing where it's like, when you retire at your party, you smash your alarm clock to signify that you don't have to wake up to an alarm clock anymore, even though you probably will, because you're not just gonna fucking live like an animal and wake up whenever you want.
0: You should weld. You should weld it. You should just melt it with a. I don't know, fucking blowtorch
1: or something. The tiger torch, sure. just like a big fucking oxyacetylene torch. Yeah. Yeah, that would actually be awesome. That would be dope. I do like lighting stuff on fire. Well, who
0: doesn't? That's why you became a isn't
1: it? It's like 90%. <laughs> it's, yeah, it pretty much is.
0: Uh I totally
1: forgot what we were talking about.
0: Well, Amber Alerts. Uh oh, yeah, 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 Hey, Alerts. if you get mad about that, you're a sociopath. Sorry that people don't abduct children during daylight hours only. You want to talk about the selfie death thing because you were a little
1: Okay, I want to talk about the selfie death thing because I when I was going through and looking at what we were talking about, I was like, oh, the selfie death thing, we talked about that. And then I went down the rabbit hole and I, I found a number like from 2011 to – from October 2011 to November 2017, I think this was when we talked about it because there was like this – there was a study done and every news outlet released this study numbers because – fucking hot shit to talk about how many people died over six years uh 259 people (laughs) died while trying to take selfies and then i was like oh how many people have died since then and i couldn't find how many people died i could only find casualties which includes injuries it's kind of actually no an
0: injury is not a casualty. The
1: term casualty means deaths and injuries.
0: It should just mean Because it w- what it
1: means is it's when a soldier can't fight anymore, he becomes a casualty. So
0: if you're so incapacitated, you can't take selfies anymore? Is that what we would say a casualty is?
1: Well, now I think they just mean you're injured. That's like bullshit. if you get your arm cut off, you're a casualty. Anyway, so 42 people in that time since... December 2017 till now, 42 people have become casualties. But while I was reading this, I found a Wikipedia list. And if you follow me on Facebook or Twitter, I tweeted it out today because uh, I'm almost embarrassed to admit how enthralling this list of selfie deaths and casualties is. Because it talks about – like what it does is it says the country – it says how many people were affected. It says the major cause. There's like fall, transportation, drowned, and there's a couple more. But the most popular one is fall because people like like to take a selfie shot by these views. But it's like you'll read through them and you'll be like, oh, this person was trying to take a selfie and fell into a river and died. A lot of them happen in India, which I don't know if India has just faulty railings around <laughs> their national mo- like their natural monuments or something I think or? they have
0: it's a combination of there's a lot more people, a lot more yeah. cell phones and a lot less in terms of like regulated safety. Yeah. Probably a lot more ways to yeah. die in India.
1: And if you're out there saying you're you're pretending you're not a macabre person and you're telling yourself you're not going to get read this list, listen to this one I found. It was A guy was taking selfies with a walrus, and he had been taking them for like a couple minutes, and he got through a couple, and then the walrus just decided, fuck this, and took the guy and drowned him, like dragged him under the water and drowned him, and then the walrus trainer tried to get the walrus off him, and the walrus was still so upset, it took him and drowned him. And in another incident, there was this guy driving, I think, I can't remember what country it was, probably India, because... As I pre-mentioned, a lot of them happened in India. And he saw a herd of elephants. And he was like, oh shit, look at this herd of elephants. So he got out of his car and he was taking selfies in front of these elephants. And the elephants bum-rushed him and stomped him to death. And I like this for a couple reasons. And one of the main reasons is animals are scary. And people like... With, like, the invention of a smartphone camera, it's like everybody forgot how fucking terrifying animals were, and they're like, well, I could take a picture of it, so it's not that scary. But people keep getting, like, murdered by them, like, people are jumping into, like, jaguar pits to take pictures with them. So did you read the update on the jaguar pit, woman? What what is it?
0: Uh, No, although widely reported as a selfie incident, the victim claimed later in a CBS News interview that she was not taking a selfie and did not enter the zoo enclosure. She only reached across a below-waist-high concrete planter in front of a much higher fenced enclosure uh, and was misleadingly termed climbing or crossing a barrier. This could just be the victim trying to do damage control so she doesn't look like a fuck. But
1: she reached across a planter
0: to pet a jaguar.
1: You're still a dumb fuck if you're trying to pet a jaguar. This
0: is true. You're not. But at least you're not a narcissistic dumb fuck who just wanted a selfie.
1: Well, I guess at least she wasn't like reaching through the fence to pet a jaguar is less stupid than jumping into the enclosure to take a picture with the jaguar. But don't touch these animals. Like I keep telling my girl, Andrea's like pretty sick that I keep telling her that like Bears and tigers and jaguars are actually demons. Like, if you see a picture of a bear with its fur off, it looks like a demon. And I'm not just saying this because I'm trying to be cool and smart, but what I think is, like, in historical, like, folktales, when people say, oh, a demon took this person and drove them off into the darkness, it's probably just a bear grabbed somebody and took them into the forest and ate them. So literal demons are these animals that are still around now and if you think of a bear as a demon instead of a cute cuddly bear you're probably gonna uh treat it with the respect and it deserves because it can just end your life at any moment
0: a lot of firearm ones in this list too which is like people were trying to pose with guns
1: and the weird thing uh, is
0: guns accidentally
1: they're not all in the u.s. Like they're like the the firearms one, yeah, there's like there's all these ones where a guy like a like a teenage boy would be posing with a gun to his chin and then it accidentally goes off. Which I'm not super good with guns, but if you're gonna take a selfie, one, put the safety on, two, unload it, three, don't put your finger on the trigger. Like these are three common sense things to not do with a gun as you're taking a picture with it. Yeah, so, yeah. Hey! Yeah? You wanna? Yeah, because that brings us up to 90. And I don't think people need to know, like, the last 10 episodes. Because, I can't even remember
0: what people have been mad about over the past 10 episodes, and I'm sure they can't either. So I do just want to say to everyone who has joined us on this wild fucking twin flame ride that is called the Outrage Factory for the past 100 episodes. What are we doing? Shaking La- hands. I was
1: just pointing at the time because this is easily
0: <laughs> our longest episode, The longest
1: episode. We- so if you not only lasted through the last 100 episodes, thank you. But if you lasted through this at last hour and a half, thank you even more.
0: And, uh, yeah. Should we
1: just make all our episodes this long? No, we should not. Dude, my, like, mouth hurts. We should pivot, though. talking so long. The first, like, three
0: quarters of this episode were just us being like, here's what it's like being a Middle aged white man <laughs> in Vancouver. And I feel like that would really be our niche. Uh, we could find a lot of, uh disaffected, I was going to say young men, but we are far from fucking young.
1: Old yeah. men. oldish. We're, we're like... Men. 10 years out of middle age, aren't we? Like, when does middle age start? Is that 50s or late 40s? So I
0: was always like, middle age. I, like, did it literally. I was like, okay, well, you know, figure out when you're going to die. And then, at the halfway point of that, that's middle age. And I'm like, 38, and I'm like, well, 70... Wait, 39. 78. So 78 would... Like, yeah, I'll, so, like, I'll probably be dead by then. So. I'm going
1: to live to be 120. I'm so, middle-aged,
0: so you'll be middle-aged at 60. So when
1: I get 60, that's when I get a Porsche? Yeah. Because they just give you a Porsche. Wouldn't they that do. be fucking terrifying if when you're middle-aged, they just give you a Porsche? Yeah. So it's a guy shows up at your door and he's like, if you don't die from unnatural causes, you are halfway through <laughs> your life. And you're like, wait, I'm only 35. Oh, I'm only going to be 70? <laughs> Shit. All right, here's my Porsche. Yeah. So it's kind of a double-edged sword because, one, we're human, so we just want to live as long as fucking possible. But like me, when I get my Porsche at 60, I'm not going to enjoy it as much as you when you get your Porsche in two Tomorrow. months.
0: Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Irony alert. They give you a Porsche, and you yeah. get so fucking excited, you go out joyriding, <laughs> crash it immediately, and die.
1: Wait. What happens... To us, if you die. Like, so now that we're twin flames. Yes. If one of us dies, does the other one die?
0: No, you just get extinguished and you feel like half half a soul for the remainder of your day. Okay.
1: Stick with me here. We're going full in on the twin flame thing. All right. Either I die or you die. Okay. Whatever. Can we go to the other person's funeral with like, I don't know, some sort of magic crystal. I'll research it later and figure it out and suck... The other half of our, what was it? A spirit
0: sheet? Eternal, or wait, our uh, energy. Blanket?
1: Cloth. Okay. Energy cloth. That sounds like what it was. So if I take these crystals and suck out the other half of the energy cloth and put it back in myself. Do I turn into a being of pure light? You do,
0: but it's not crystals. It's your old-ass fucking alarm clock. (laughs) Hey, thanks for tuning in. This has been the 100th episode of Outrage Factory. For the past 100 episodes, I've been your co-host, Derek Bolin. Follow me on Twitter or don't. I'm barely on Twitter anymore, at Herder.
1: Follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm your other co-host, Dale (laughs) Deruder. Follow me on Twitter. I'm going to try... I don't know. I was thinking about trying this thing where I only post pictures on Instagram, only post like funny one-liners on Twitter, and then just dump all my garbage on Facebook because it's like a fucking trash heap. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Superdalebot. Follow me on Instagram at Dalebot. Find me on Facebook with my name, which is Dale Deruder. And I said that three times already. Say it one more. Dale go, Deruder. Go for the gusto. Oh, and since <laughs> oh wait. We, we totally soft-played the launch of our website.
0: Oh, yeah. Our, so it only took 100 episodes. <laughs> uh, and there was some fucking domain squatter on outragefactory.com for the longest fucking time. Yeah. Uh, and timed perfectly to coincide with this episode. We got it. We got outragefactory.com.
1: I know it's Petty. But when we actually got that domain name, I kind of felt good about myself. Oh, yeah. I was like, suck it, Squatter, who owned it for two years and didn't do anything with it. I guess he just heard our podcast once and was like, well, these guys are totally smart and they're going to totally want this domain name. So I'll just wait till they approach me and buy it. And then we saw it like six months ago and we're like, oh, it's already owned. Well, let's just wait.
0: And it, it were jokes on you, squatter. We are way too lazy to pursue anything <laughs> that would make any sense.
1: And procrastination always works. Always
0: paid off. Uh, hey, if you like the episode, uh, tell your friends about us, rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Throw us some cash on Patreon if you would like to do that. Or just throw cash at us.
1: We're not above it.
0: Literally, when we're walking down the streets, fistfuls of dollars.
1: I'll do that thing that strippers do where they put a loony on their thigh and then you try knock it off with other loonies. Do you and know, then, that's just an
0: Albertan thing. I've never seen anyone do that's that anywhere else. why strippers are fucking better in, depraved. in Alberta. Depraved. Oh, oh, I thought we liked it. I mean, at the time I was like, cool, a carnival game with titties. And then I like heard all these horror stories of guys like guys who would like heat up the coins before throwing them or like throw them really hard. Those are trash
1: people who got, you get beat up pretty good by a bouncer. If you do that,
0: even I feel like just like the act of throwing coins at a woman is maybe, I mean, you and I are certainly not above it. Having coins thrown at us.
1: I have a Polaroid from the time I was at a strip club in Alberta where I knocked the loony off her thigh four times in a row And then she took a Polaroid with me.
0: Okay, well, that's impressive.
1: Yeah, right? Yeah. And I was nice about it. I didn't heat it up. But I was going to say, if you knock the loony off my thigh four times in a row, I will give you a Polaroid with me.
0: You can just throw fistfuls of change at it. Like, I will literally take any money at all in exchange for the time and effort I've sucked (laughs) into doing this fucking podcast. Oh,
1: also, I have 100 episode uh, fucking stickers that I printed off. They're gonna to come to me in the mail, and if you want one, hit us up on Facebook. I fucking bought stamps. You know how fucking expensive stamps are now? They're like ten bucks for ten. What? What the that can't fuck? Be right? Right? Really? And I they, thought
0: the postal service was going out of business.
1: That's why they cost so much. They're like, well, nobody's buying stamps, so we'll just fucking hike up the price. Like I remember when stamps were like twenty-six cents. Old guy factory. What's
0: up? Um, If you have listened this far in the episode, the code word is stamps. And if you send Dale or I a message (laughs) saying that, we will personally deliver some 100th episode swag to you because stamps are really expensive.
1: And in final, I just want to say you're welcome for helping you on your step to becoming a being of pure light.
0: Uh, For the
1: next 100 episodes... Stay angry, but evolve.